Welcome to Tuscan Radio, everybody. I'm Drew Gretsch, the host of the show. Welcome to 2021. I'm here to give you all a an escape from the real world. Come talk about Star Wars for an hour, hour and a half, may, may, maybe this week. There, there's a lot to talk about. So we're not going to go into detail about everything you already know happened. The Capitol was terrible. I've never been more disgusted with humanity and American democracy. With what happened. So, we're not going to talk about that anymore. You all know all about it. And we're not going to talk about the whole Pablo Hidalgo thing anymore. Because I don't want to be called a bad fan. So we're not talking about that either. Blown right past that. Uh, so, let's talk about the good news. Talk about good news. The Book of Boba Fett is its own series. I'm very, very happy about this. It's its own show. This is not... like the, We're going to see Din Djarin again. Spoilers for The Mandalorian Season 2, if you've not yet seen it, which I don't know why. It's been out... F- the, that finale, the epic, epic finale. It's been out for how many weeks now? One, two. This is the third week you've been able to binge the complete series so far. We do know that Season 3 is on the way, because Season 3 has been confirmed by Disney. Uh, it, start, it starts shooting this year. Like, it starts shooting this year. My guess, we're, we're looking at a March 2022 release date. Uh, but the Book of Boba Fett is a new series produced by Dave Filoni, John Favreau, and Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez directed The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 6, Chapter 14, The, the, the Tragedy. And that was a fantastic episode. Uh, and I'm instantly excited to see what he does with his own series. The series is set within the timeline of The Mandalorian, making it a part of this new subsection of the Star Wars universe. Kind of in the same way that, like, the Marvel Netflix shows are a part of the MCU. They're a part of the MCU. You cannot tell me otherwise. But, you know, they're they're off. They're, they're doing their own thing. They don't interact with the Avengers, but they're in that world. Uh, so this is the fourth show to be announced for that. It's the second show to premiere because, you know, we The Mandalorian premiered two years ago. Oh, well, almost two. Two calendar years ago. <laughs> it's 2021 now. And this show is... This will be the third season of The Mandoverse because Rangers is not filming yet. Ahsoka is not filming yet. And Mando doesn't start filming until, like, after they're done with Book of Boba Fett. So, that's the good news. And, uh, I, th- I, I so my prediction is, you know, this year, it's mostly Marvel on Disney+. Plus. So, you guys can expect me, Alex, Edwards, Nick, maybe, may, maybe Yvonne. My phone's broken. I cannot reach out to Yvonne yet. I will be able to tomorrow, though. So I'll be able to ask him if 
just I, I think the, the idea right now is to do like for next week's premiere of WandaVision, do a whole like so we're getting two episodes next week of WandaVision. We're doing a whole like breakdown of those first episodes, and and I might dro- drop it in this feed just so you guys can go and check it out. But that'll be for another Marvel podcast and uh, the Average Binger. So yeah, I'm we're all re- real excited for WandaVision. Then after that, you know, I got the Falcon Winter Soldier, uh, Loki, What If, which oh I'm so hyped for the What If animated series. Um, and then there's Ms. Marvel and Hawkeye. And in there, you know, we've, we've got the Bad Batch animated series, the Visions shorts. And I think we're getting, um, a droid story next year also. Or this year. I think that a droid story is coming this year. So that, that that's just my pr- prediction. Is that that show, or that film is coming this year on Disney+. Plus. And then December is going to be... The Book of Boba Fett, Season 1. We do not know if this is a miniseries or what. We, we know we, we, we've heard this is a miniseries. Um, you know, if, if you guys listen to the podcast from uh, the episode that Owen and I did, Mandalorian Unscripted, Episode 6, you know, you know my thoughts on that. I want it to be, we, I think it should be, you know, its, it's own little, I, I kind of hope it doesn't really do the whole... It's just the story of Boba Fett rising in the crime world. Like maybe, maybe what we could have is something like these, like what we had in the first season of Mandalorian with, like Flash. Like whenever he upgraded his armor, he we, we got we got to see a new piece of like his story of how he, he became a Mandalorian, and then like by Chapter Eight Redemption, we get we got to see the full story of. Um, that Clone Wars battle. So that's what that that's what what I think. I, I think we could get something like that with the book of Bo- with the book of Boba Fett. Maybe that could be just like the opening of the show, of just like we see him escaping the Sarlacc pit. But that is really exciting. That's really exciting. Um, yeah, like we have a year until Andor, because that, those are that's twelve episodes, and I think that's coming in January. I I think that's a show that we're gonna get in January. So that here's my prediction: December is the beginning of the book of Boba Fett, which bleeds into January of 2022. We then also get um, January, may, maybe the week after Boba Fett ends. We get Andor. We get Andor then. Then there's maybe maybe they do like two two episodes a week for Andor, you know in um in England in the UK when Disney Plus launched like they launched like we had a few episodes of Clone Wars left of season seven, um all that that was left was Siege of Mandalore by the time they got caught up with us so I think we could get something like. It was like two episodes a week until they were caught up, and then we all got to experience the Siege of Mandalore together one episode a week as that was coming out. That that's just what I think. I think we could get well. I that is exa- exactly how it worked in England. But I'm saying we could get that with Andor too. Uh, maybe like two episodes a week. Maybe I mean we're getting a Wandavision two episode premiere on Friday. It's nine episodes, so you know I I. We don't know. We don't know. 
um, personally, I, as a podcaster and a big fan of both Marvel and Star Wars, if we get to a point, like, I, I really hope that they just, like, divide it into separate days of the week, where it's, like, Fridays are Star Wars, because there's not as many movies to, because, remember, with The Rise of Skywalker in the first season of Mandalorian, was, like, we're doing Mandalorian on Wednesday instead of Friday, so that there's just no, so it's, you can spread out a bit and put a little trailer here for Rise of Skywalker. Because so, there's just, there's four Marvel movies this year, so there's, I, I don't think they would do that. Have uh, different shows going on Wednesdays. I, I just, the point is, I don't want it to be get to a point where I have to do like two hours of podcasting on Fridays for um, like Loki and The Mandalorian. I'd rather do like, and especially if we get like, they give us two Star Wars shows on a Friday, that'll be a lot. That, that will be a lot so you know it'll, it'll it'll be fine depending on just how they do it maybe maybe they could do like some shows that don't have as much hype like loki season four eventually if that happens they just are like you know let's do this all at once you know it's it maybe animated shows will be all at once just like looking at the slate it's like it kind of seems like we're getting into a rhythm with Disney Plus of, like, five of their big franchises a year, maybe plus a few more. Well, five live-action shows and then an animated series for each one. So, like, I, I think we get to a point where it's, like, the first Friday of each month, maybe. They alternate between Marvel and Star Wars shows. And then, like, they just give us the whole season. I don't know how I feel about that, but... I. I think it could be possible for that could be way they do it. Maybe it's like, you know, an, an, animated stuffs on Saturdays. Um, Mando stays on a Friday. You know, this is the first show that they did. It was their debut show. Got to keep that one on, on a Friday. Um, I, I just hope we don't get like four shows a week. Uh, if, especially if they all drop on Fridays, that'll just be way too much, way, way too much, and they know that, they know that, um, but yeah, it's fine, we'll, we'll see what happens, we'll see what happens, we got some more news to talk about before we get into these book and comic breakdowns, we've got Michael Waldron, this, this was re re reported yesterday by both Deadline and Variety, two, like, insanely reliable sources, like, they broke the news that, um, well, Deadline broke the news that, um, Tatiana Maslany was playing She-Hulk, which has since been confirmed by Disney. They broke the news that Iman Vellani was playing Ms. Marvel, which also has since been confirmed by Disney. We've not yet heard confirmation about the Oscar Isaac as... Moon Knight, which that would be awesome. That would be so good. Um, but, you know, the point is that Deadline is very, very reliable. Like, they broke the... I think they were the ones that broke the news about Rosario Dawson being Ahsoka. Yeah, let me just check that real quick. So, it was Variety that broke that news. And actually, I looked at the date of the article. It was March 20th, 2020. That was a week after COVID started. And I know that that was the day that um 
Ahsoka returned to Clone Wars. That was the start of that controversial arc. Because, you know, I remember, you know, day COVID happened, I remember Yvonne came over and we just, like, watched the end of Bad Batch with the podcast about that, and then Alex joined us for the Attack of the Clones commentary. It was just fun. That day when we were like, we'll be back together in, like, two weeks. It'll be fine. Uh, remember when that happened? Okay. Um, but yeah. A- anyway. Loki showrunner and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness writer Michael Waldron has uh, been reported to be the writer of the Kevin Feige Star Wars film. Apparently, this is part of a new deal that also confirms that uh, Loki Season 2 is happening. This is the first live-action Marvel show for Disney Plus to, like, be getting a second season. You know, the, the what, that, that What If is going to have multiple seasons. This makes sense. Like, it makes sense for WandaVision to be, like, just a, a, a miniseries, same with The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But I want the shows... Again, we're talking about Marvel so much. But, like, I, I kind of want the shows, like... Uh, you know, Ms. Marvel, Moon Knight, She-Hulk, and, and Ironheart that are, like, introducing new characters. I want those to, like, instead of it, because it seems like, like Marvel is giving everyone a trilogy. Like, instead of getting their own tr- trilogy, they get, like, three seasons of a show. So they do get an ongoing series. That's what I hope. That That's just what I think could happen. Um, but, yeah, so it... I don't know. I have, do not actually know everything that Michael Waldron has done. Let's just pull up his IMDb. Let's pull that up real quick. So just l- looking at his um, IMDb, all he's he's really done is Loki, Multiverse of Madness, and then and, and then he he wrote an episode of Rick and Morty. Uh, episode 402, titled The Old Man in the Seat. For those of you who have seen Rick and Morty, and I just finished watching it, it's hilarious. That's the episode where, um, Rick hunts this guy who used his, like, Rick just, like, you, God did this whole, you, like, he, he created this whole world, this isolated planet, just put a toilet in there, and <laughs> This character that Taika Waititi voices, I think it was Taika, but of course, you know, Taika Waititi from uh, Star Wars Universe, um, the voice of IG-11 from The Mandalorian Season 1, as well as director of The Mandalorian Chapter 8 Redemption, and he is doing his own Star Wars film also, so Waldron has like a lot of Star Wars ties with... um, the Marvel and Star Wars people, you know, uh, Taika, of course, plays Korg in Thor Ragnarok and Avengers Endgame, uh, Taika directed Ragnarok, and that's one of my favorite Marvel movies, and, uh, he is directing Thor Love and Thunder, so there's just so much, like, crossover with, like, the crews of, like, Marvel and Star Wars, it's just amazing that both of, my favorite franchise is just like sharing so many of the same people and you know i love that i love that um so that was a good episode of, of rick and morty 
So I'm excited for him to be writing uh, the Feige film. And, you know, my guess, you know, we're getting Rogue Squadron in 2023 from Patty Jenkins. Oh, Pat, Patty Jenkins, Wonder Woman 1984 came out. I really liked it. I, you know, there, there were some big problems in that movie. There were some problems like plot holes and stuff, but I, I, I had a good time. It was enjoyable. It was, enjoy- it was an enjoyable movie. Definitely better than some of the other films in the DCEU, like Suicide Squad and Justice League. And I, I know that's not, like, their fault. Warner Brothers cut a lot out of those films. But we're getting the standard cut in, like, two months. So it's the real version in my mind and in everyone's mind. That's the real version of Justice League. But, anyway. Enough about Wonder Woman 84. I'm excited to see what she does with Star Wars. But, I I don't think you could have the, um, that same kind of plot hole thing. You know? can't have that with Star Wars. You have it, and people get really mad, and they say that you should never have made a movie, and they send you death threats. So yeah, you know, okay, let's move on to some of this content-based stuff. Oh, last thing, last news piece right here, uh, Wonder Woman actor, he, he, he doesn't play Wonder Woman, but he plays, uh, well, Chris Pine, you guys know Chris Pine, from Wonder Woman, he plays Captain Steve Trevor in the, in the first two films, and, uh, you know, He's he, he's already in that that other star franchise as um, Captain Kirk in the JJ movies, so you know. Um, but he, in an interview, uh, was asked about like Rogue Squadron because Patty Jenkins is directing the Wonder Woman movies and Rogue Squadron. But he was asked like if you know if 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 he knew anything about it, and Pine said that he knew the story that Patty Jenkins told him the story of the movie. And he said it was awesome. So, yeah, we got confirmation. Just our first little look at Rogue Squadron, the movie, 20, uh, two years. Two years. It's basically three years, but uh, 35 months. Three, we're we're going to have that, that countdown. we got 35 months until Rogue Squadron comes out. Next movie. Uh, yeah, but we know it's good. One person said it's good. <laughs> um, Yeah. So that would be good. That would be good. Like Chris Pine, like he already does play the pilots. Uh, Steve Trevor and Captain Kirk, like he should be in the movie. He really should. Um, let's get into some of these comics, and then we will be talking about the High Republic. So starting with this, um, this comic is the last one that came out last year, Bounty Hunters number eight, and um. Yeah, I still just don't really like the Bounty Hunter comic. Sorry, I, I, I'm just not a fan yet of, of the comics I've read so far. Of, um, of these whole, of this kind of phase two of Star Wars comics. With, um, you know, we got the, we got the four main in, interconnected stories of, uh, Star Wars, Darth Vader, Dr. Aphra, and Bounty Hunters. Like, Bounty Hunters is my least favorite. It's just not interesting. Like, 
I, I hope it gets better. I really do. I'm just not invested in the story at all. Um. Yeah, I I was really hoping this would be a con. This would be a series that's much more like The Mandalorian in the sense that it's each new comic is it's like each issue is its own adventure. I it just. Hey, I I hope it's a better like if you wait until the whole series out and then binge it. I hope you have a better time because just like reading this one once a month and just like forgetting everything that happened is just not really entertaining. So, I'm giving this a two out of five. Two out of five because. It's Star Wars. Yeah. One out of five. One out of five. I am just not enjoying this series at all. Bounty Hunter series. Disappointing. But let's talk about something good. This week was that we saw we got two new comics this week of Star Wars number ten by Charles Soule and The High Republic number one by Kavan Scott. There was a bit of a mix-up at the at the uh, local comic shop this week, because I get everything in print form. You know, you gotta support the local businesses. Where like last time I was in there to get to pick up the Bounty Hunters comic, I subscribed to the five ongoing series. You know, the ones I just mentioned: Star Wars, Vader, Afra, Bounty Hunters, and now the High Republic. A bit of a mix-up. I did not get uh, the High Republic yet. I'm not going to do it on digital. I consider it, but, you know, support local business. And this is a comic that will be huge one day, and I really just want to have it in print. Like, if this was, like, Star Wars note number 13, yeah, I, I'd probably get on digital, but, you know, this is the first issue of a super highly anticipated series. But when I have that issue, you guys can bet that I will be re reviewing it. And this comic, but let's talk about Star Wars number 10 by Charles Soule. Um, this comic I just read this morning, so it's much more fresh in my mind, like, than Bounty Hunters is. But, you know, this is Operation Starlight Part 2, the, Re the Rebel Code, and this picks up, like, right where the last issue left off, where last issue the Rebel stole an ancient pr protocol droid from the Imperial Museum. Um, and they're, they're, they're just trying to get all of their... They're trying to rebuild the, the Rebel fleet after uh, the events of Empire Strikes Back. Because, you know, they all went... The the Rebel fleet... I, did, did I say the Imperial fleet? I'm, I'm a, the, the Rebel fleet. Because they all went off in their own directions after the Battle of Hoth. So they're trying to um, use this code to kind of just bring them all back together. And, uh, my god, was this good. Lobot, we got to see some great develop character development for him as someone who's I'm slowly making my way through the canon comics, and I've read the first two issues of Lando, the original series from like 2015, that miniseries by by Charles Soule, and I love it so far. Um, but there are some re references to that, I assume, where he's talking about, um. Where Lando's just talking about a job where, uh, you know, let's see if I can find the 
Alright, I've found the panel. Uh, so Lando says, Lobot wasn't always like this. He got these implants from the Empire. They were using him for battle cal calculations. But he, he broke free of that, and he and I worked together for a good long while. Had some wild times, pulled off some amazing jobs. But we got in, in over our heads on this one heist, and he, well... He gave up mo most of his mind so I could get away clean. Now he's he's mostly a machine in there. I've been trying to find a way to reverse it ever since, no luck. But he, he took care of me, so I take care of him. This is this character that I th I've at least always seen as just like... Cool looking aesthetically, kind of like... Um, just like a cyborg, really. Just giving him that development that as, as a character... Just Charles Soule is just a truly amazing writer, and uh, I'm very excited to get to see what he does later on with the High Republic, because that first book was fantastic. Um, can we just talk for a second about like the like covers of comics, and just like this is like total clickbait. The main cover of Star Wars number 10, and I don't know if for you guys who do get, get these co comics in print, like, if you get the variant editions, which are cool sometimes, but, um, you know, because sometimes they do, like, um, they, they make it, it look like a vintage toy from Kenner, uh, like, the box for that. Like, that, I think the only Star Wars variant I have is for The Rise of Kylo Ren number one. And that's what it is. It's like a Ben Solo, like, Kenner action figure. Um, I'll post a picture of that on our tw Twitter when my phone gets fixed tomorrow. So, anyway, but the cover of this comic is Luke Skywalker, and Luke is not even in this issue. Luke is not even in the issue. He's, he's holding a yellow lightsaber. So, I saw that, I'm like, oh, we're getting some good stuff this month. Uh, no. No, that, that's, that, that didn't happen. It's fine. It's 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 cool. So there's just a lot of really uh, just great writing in this comic. Um, you know, get to see some old friends pop pop up. Um, of course, Wedge Antilles is in this issue from the films. Of course, uh, my guy Lula at Lampar from the Poe Dameron comics, also written by Charles Soule. Shara, Shara Bay, the mother of Poe Dameron, uh, Kez Dameron, you know, uh, of course the father of Poe's po, po dad, and Mart Matten from Rebels, the episode, uh, season, season three, the episode, uh, uh, what is it, the episode, uh, Iron Squadron, and that character, uh, who's just, like, I, I really love how in Star Wars sometimes they just kind of, like, switch some character name, like, some main person name around, like, someone from, like, Lucasfilm, like, Matt Martin is on the Lucas, is on the, the Lucasfilm story group, uh, the, no, just slight, slight spoilers here for the High Republic Light of the Jedi, the first book, um, uh, there's a character named, uh, Paolo, he'll, he, he, 
Holgo, like Paulo Holgo. I don't, I don't know, but um, obviously supposed to be a reference to Pablo H- H- Hidalgo from the Lucasfilm story group. Um, bit controversial right now. So let's just kind of. But this comic was really, really good. Um, this this issue starts out with um. 3PO just like trying to repair this droid, this ancient protocol droid, and it just kind of just starts like beating him around and everything. And uh, then like Lobot comes in and kind of like uses a Jedi mind trick, which I thought was really good, which I thought was was really cool, and I hope that they explain that more as the series goes on. Um, he uses that to kind of like use the Force, like kind of like just. Just like untangle his brain, or not? Well, it's a droid; it doesn't have a brain, but central processing unit, as IG Eleven would say. Um. Oh yeah, three PO says Lobot's implants must have reorganized the talkie circuit somehow. Um, yeah, just the writing in this issue, this whole book so far. Um. I really can just imagine all these actors. Like when when Lando talks, I hear the voice ability. When when Leia talks, I hear Carrie Fisher. When three PO talks, I I hear Anthony Dan- Daniels. Like they all just do a great job with. Like he just does an outstanding job with like writing how the characters would talk, and I really love that. I really really enjoy that in this ish- in this comic. Um. Yeah, so there's a mission where Starlight Squadron is assembled. Uh, Starlight Squadron, just knowing that like the High Republic was gonna start like the day before, just like was was is that a reference to the Starlight Beacon from the first book that you wrote, Charles Soul? Um, yeah. So just there, I, I just really hope there's something like that. Just like just like. Explain somehow. Explain somehow. Um, yeah, but this crew, you know, they gotta go and they gotta get their team back together. Get the team back together. They had um, big battle, not big battle, but uh, the Empire has shown up to kind of ambush Starlight Squadron. They have to destroy all their droids. Uh, which was something that kind of happened a lot in, um, well, just Pava in the Poe comics. Uh, and, and we do see her in The Force Awakens. She, um, gets a nickname among, like, the droids is like, oh, like, the droids, like, she loses all the droids because, like, she's, she, she, she's a great pilot, but because she's in Black Squadron with, uh, Poe and Lulo and Snap Wexley, but they're not really like, I don't know, they're just, she, she, she has bad, bad luck with droids, is what I'm trying to say, and then um, this droid right here, the, the um, ancient droid kind of like pulls a reverse on a Lobot, a reverse Uno, as we like to call that here at the Commentaries Network. Uh, 
So, like, I, I guess somehow he, Lobot, is, like, running his own circuits as well as this other droids. And, um, I guess Lobot's gonna die in the next issue. They're, they got Lando and the crew, they gotta find a way to save him. Um, and the issue ends and, uh, you know, Kaz Dameron is like, you know, if I have, have to choose between my wife and Lobot, I'm choosing my, my, my wife. And the issue ends with uh, Kez just pulling a blaster on Lando. Net, net, next issue is coming February 3rd. Excited for that. Um, let's talk about the big news this week. Big, big book release today. Tuesday was the launch of the High Republic. Monday, there was a big li live stream. And uh, we got some new announcements. Some new announcements. There's a new book. A new young adult novel. If I'm a release schedule. Here, here we go. Uh, July 27th will be the release of Claudia Gray's new young, young adult book. The High Republic, Out of the Shadows. Which is just, like, Claudia Gray is one of the best, like, Star Wars authors there is. Like, she's just fantastic. So, I'm very excited to, sh to see what she does with the High Republic. And we're going to get to see one of, we're going to get to see, uh, Into the Dark on February 2nd. I think that's written by her as well. Pretty sure it is. So I'm just, like, I'm, I'm instantly excited to see just the next book she writes, because, you know, uh, Bloodline is fantastic. Uh, Lost Stars is, is amazing. So, yeah, I, I am very, very ha happy that she is going to be a big part of the higher public moving forward. And we have phase titles. They're, they're pulling a Marvel. They're, we're doing phases now. For uh, the higher public, we got three phases so far. Have they've been titled? Uh, the first phase, which we're in right now, that just started uh, three days ago, is titled "Light of the Jedi." So it kind of seems like, you know, maybe Charles Soule's gonna do a trilogy of books, uh, and he's gonna be like the kickoff of the, of each phase, and that's what we're gonna get. Uh, maybe he'll do a few books and comics here and there, but that'll be the main thing that he does with the High Republic, is um, just kicking off each phase. Uh, phase 2 is titled Quest of the Jedi, and Phase 3 is titled Trials of the Jedi. Uh, and I think we're supposed to assume that each phase is going to last one or two years. So, we, that's way shorter than I thought we were going to be getting. I thought this was going to be like a six or seven year thing. Um, but yeah, I, maybe this is just, may, maybe what they're going to do is they're just going to be like taking us back further and further back in time where after this, we get to get, we, we get into the old Republic and we get Knights of the Old Republic. And that's much bigger than this, than the High Republic. They're just, maybe they're going to do a thing where like the further back we get from the Skywalker saga, the more in depth they will go. And then once like we've gotten past like. Just the beginnings of the Jedi. Once, like we, we we've covered that, they could go, go into um just 
take us a million years after the events of the rise of skywalker to show us a completely changed galaxy hey you know what then if if they ever do a episode 10 they probably will you know we can assume that it'll be 20 to 30 years after the rise of skywalker nothing in there has to affect well a million years in the future after episode 9 we don't have to go into anything with um the skywalker saga let's be legends what, what's that line from the fellowship of the ship of the ring um hit history became a legend legend became myth and some things that that should not have been forgotten were lost so we could just get oh my god they're gonna be like myths of the skywalkers Ooh. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Yup. 20 years. <laughs> Star Wars Episode 10. Myth Myths of the Skywalker. I don't know. God. No Episode 10, please. They're gonna continue the story. You, know, you guys know that, right? They're, they have to continue the story. I, don't, I just don't think it'll be Episode 10. You know. Ben is gone. Raised, not a Skywalker. Uh, okay. Light of the Jedi. I've only got a few notes for this book because it's really, really good. Really good. Um. Oh my God! Like Charles Soule is a fantastic writer. I really loved in this book. So spoilers for the High Republic. Spoilers for the High Republic. Light of the Jedi. I'm not going to shout out a spoiler, mostly because I can't think of a spoiler because these are all new characters, really. Like, any, any anyone I say, like, if, if you haven't read the book yet, you're not really, like, into... You're not, you're like, if, if you're not going to read the book, you're not going to care about spoilers. And I don't want to spoil it for people who are, or who are in the middle of reading, because I'm a very slow re reader, so, um... I got the audiobooks, and I'm like, you know what, I, I gotta get this done by Friday for the show, and it, like, um, uh, it's Mark Th Thompson that is, like, the majority of the Star Wars books, like, all the main, like, tentpole books, like, Thrawn, um, he does those, so, and usually the audiobooks, they reuse a lot of the music from the movies, like, it's just music from, like, the original six films. Yeah, Light of the Jedi uses that, but then there are also so many other, so much other Star, Star Wars music that we've never heard before, um, that I really loved, and it's like, did, did they, like, compose, like, did Kevin Kiner from the Clone Wars and Rebels, like, did he come in to, like, just score a few themes for High Republic, like, that would be amazing, that would be fantastic. Because, like, they're really just going all in with this multimedia thing. Like, we're getting a show. We're getting... Well, I I don't think that the Acolyte is going to deal with, like, these characters. This The Acolyte's about 150 years after the events of the book. But still, 
still, I, th I think that could be very, very interesting if, if we ended up seeing something like that. But, you know, like, I, I just love how disconnected the book was. I love how disconnected the book was from everything. Like, Yoda appears in the book. Yoda does not have, ha have any lines. Yoda does not speak at all. So there's really just new. It's all new, like the Mandalorian. So we got to just see, get to fall in love with, love with new characters. I really love that, you know, this is, I think, like the first main, th first big thing that does not have anything to do with, you know, the the original trilogy we heard this years ago that Disney is saying anything that comes out, it has to connect in some way to the original trilogy. And I, yeah, Yoda's mentioned the book a few times. He's he's in the book, like the characters see him. He doesn't talk though. It's I just really love seeing not. I want to see like different kinds of stories in here, and and we know we're gonna get that. They that was in the original tra trailer, like this first phase, like just kind of like the MCU. You know, the first phase is mostly about the Jedi. Then in phase two, we're gonna branch out. We're gonna meet the Guardians of the Galaxy. We're gonna have Agents of Shield. And I know it's not technically a part of phase two, but it came out in the phase two timeline. So we're gonna just branch off and do stories about pirates and smugglers. Um, the Nile in this book. Oh my god. Oh my god, I love the Nile so much. Like, they're so different. Like, in the past, like, in the 90s and stuff, like, there have been, like, action figures for, like, these, uh, for, like, characters from the games and books and comics. I, I, I want, like, some Nile Black Series figures. Seriously. So, the Nile were awesome. I love the aesthetic of it. Like, they just look so menacing, and I cannot wait to read the comics to see, just, like, like, actually see what they're doing and you know i i've heard that the comic is like a new story the comic is not an actual the comic is not an adaptation of the book which i'm really happy about so there's gonna be but i i did hear that you know you need to read the book but before you read the comic or else you will you, you will be lost and i have read the book so i'm i feel i feel okay about it i i feel okay I'm super excited. Like, I hope Yoda just kind of, like, goes away or something. Where he comes back. You know how, like... I, I guess they, they've not done this in the MCU, I guess. But maybe they could do something like, you know... Let's just say, like, you know, Thor Ragnarok has not come out yet. Like, there's no Thor in Phase 3, like... He leaves in Age of Ultron, he, he comes back in Infinity War. Everyone's like, where were you? And it's like, well, here's where I was. And then we get Thor Ragnarok. Kind of like, it's kind of seems like that's what we're going to get with Black Widow. We're like, she died in Endgame. Now they're they're doing the prequel movie. If you've not seen Endgame, you don't care. It's been out for almost two years. Uh, But, you know, I, I think we could get something like that. Like, maybe towards, like, the very end. 
of this whole thing. That's when we finally get a book about like what Yoda's been doing for the whole High Republic storyline. Um, I was actually pretty surprised that Starlight Beacon made it through the book. I, I, I kind of thought like the Great Disaster. We knew that was like a ship exploding in hyperspace, but I, I just assumed i guess like just how much they put into the whole like starlight beacon thing i i just assumed that like they were going to have like the starlight beacon is going to be destroyed in the book you know it's going to be decommissioned or something because of it, it's not in the prequels it's not in the prequels like there, there are some things that we just know are going to come to an end because of this is a prequel to the prequels, but still, you know, there, there, there's just, I, I don't, there's, there's one line in the book, one line in the book, um, you know, of course, it's two, it's 200 years before The Phantom Menace, they say, like, it's only been a few centuries since the galaxy's really just begun to take shape, that kind of shocked me. That really did. It's only been like, what? The galaxy's only been a thing for a thousand years tops by the time of Phantom Menace. And then, you know, we got a new hope. Obi-Wan seeing like for over a thousand generations. You know, there's just so many. I'm kind of disappointed that they chose this time period of just 200 years. Like, how much could the galaxy have really changed in 200 years? Um, there's, I, I guess a lot, like even in Legends, you know, it was the Knights of the Old, Knights of, of the Old Republic stuff, it was like 4,000 years before the Phantom Menace. The galaxy is mostly the same. There might be a few different empires here and there, but it's mostly the same. But I, I loved this book. It's one of my, it's one of my favorites. This book absolutely gets a 5 out of 5. Oh, and I forgot I did not rate this comic. 4 out of 5 because it's making me me wait. It's making me me wait like a full month. I'm talking about Star Wars 10, not Bounty Hunters. It's making me, me wait like a full month to read the next one. And this click beta on the cover. I still really enjoyed this book. I, I really, really dug this book, everyone. Go and read it. Go and read it. Even if you're not really like, no, I don't. I don't read any Star Wars books. I just watch the movies and The Mandalorian. A watch Clone Wars. B watch Rebels seasons two through four. You know, we 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 did a whole episode like best episodes of Clone Wars, Rebels, and Resistance to watch. Just go listen to that episode. Did like a month ago. Can figure out what to watch and what to skip. But this is a really great book. It's a really, really great book. Yeah. This was fantastic. Um, thank you guys just so, so much for listening to the show. You guys can find us on Instagram at Kid Commentaries Network. You can DM us and we will um, read it on the show. Send us your feedback about Light of the Jedi. And also... Make sure to follow us on Twitter 
at Tuscan Radio Pod. You can send us a message there. We'll read it on the show as well. This year, guys, we're really looking forward to like just making, just putting a face to the name. We can we don't really see any that kind of stuff with um, you know, just feedback and stuff. But still, we want to hear from our listeners. Yeah, so just please make sure to uh, DM us on Instagram. I I'd love to like have some fans or something like listeners like come on the show talking about the bad batch or some of these other shows or if you guys are reading the books and comics i'd love to have have you guys on talk about those but yeah follow us on twitter follow us on instagram send us an email mandalorian podcast at gmail.com we're still trying to figure out a way to fix that um trying to figure out a way to make it tuscan radio but yeah so thank you guys just so much for listening to the show um let's say 2021 awesome I, I'm Drew Gretsch. Thank you guys again for listening. May the force be with you. This is the way.